Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. My name is Mallory Page. I am a registered dietitian, and I am also the host of this podcast. And if it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining in. I created this podcast, Seems Like Diet Culture, because I really wanted to be able to talk more about the non-diet perspective. Most of what you see out there in the media nowadays, and honestly what you've seen for years around topics such as nutrition, wellness, ED recovery, and even current events is very diet culture oriented. And I wanted to be able to have a space where we could discuss the non-diet perspective and I could share information from experts, I could share my thoughts, I can share research, and even perspectives of you guys and so much more. So my whole goal with this podcast is that you leave with information that you may not have heard of before or that reinforces or reassures you in what feels the most aligned for you in terms of how to view things. So it doesn't have to be exactly what I think or what someone else thinks. It's just more information that you can add to your toolkit to help you to feel your best in day-to-day life. I have to depict the scenario that I'm currently in because you may be able to hear some small purring noises in the background of this audio. So my cat is in his favorite blanket. It's a super fluffy blanket that if you have a cat, if you are a cat owner or if you have a cat, you know, is just a cat's dream, right? They see it. They want to make biscuits in it. They want to curl up in it. So he's currently sandwiched between this blanket right next to my feet and very loudly purring. It's slowly decreasing now that we started, but if you hear that, it's because he is here in his normal position. And we are ready to do some recording, Otis and I, about a topic that I am really excited about, and that is Barbie Botox. So as everyone knows, The Barbie movie was all over pop culture and social media this past summer, and this entire podcast episode is not going to be about the Barbie movie, but I think giving a little bit of context, especially for people who haven't seen this movie, is important in order to be able to discuss the topic of Barbie Botox. So Barbie is a 2023 film directed by Greta Gerwig based on the fashion dolls manufactured by the company Mattel. The movie was incredibly influential in society and brought huge topics like feminism and the patriarchy to the front of people's minds. And also the Barbie movie made insane amounts of money in the in the box office. So a lot of people were watching this movie. Now, Barbie, the company, has been around since 1959, and the creator, Ruth Handler, felt that there was an unfulfilled niche in the market for a toy that allowed little girls to imagine the future. So the Barbie doll itself, Barbie, had over 250 different careers that the doll could be involved in. And one of the biggest messages is that young girls can grow up to become whatever they want. However, many people wondered how a doll that has been historically criticized for perpetuating gender norms and unrealistic body image became a feminist icon. After all, if Barbie the doll was personified, so you took the doll and made it into a real person, she would have to walk on all fours because her proportions are so off. And 
Studies have even linked playing with ultra-thin dolls like Barbie to negative body image and increased risk of eating disorders in children. Now, Mattel has slowly been trying to make Barbie more inclusive over the years. So, for example, the first Black and Latin Barbies debuted in 1980. Barbie first ran for president in 1992. In 2016, Mattel introduced new Barbie body types, petite, curvy, and tall. And it appears that this movie of the Barbie movie was Mattel's next phase in this process of making Barbie more inclusive and accessible to everyone. There is this very notorious scene in the movie where one of the characters, who is played by American Ferreira, has a monologue about what it means to be a woman. Now, I'm sure many of you guys have watched the movie, so I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I think this part I'm about to read captures it perfectly. It says... It is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you do not think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. I'm just so tired of watching myself And every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. This quote really encompasses so much of what the movie is about and what it has commentary on. Many people have called it somewhat of an introductory look to the ideas of the patriarchy and feminism. And there's so many things we could discuss in terms of this movie and the impact of this movie. But what I really want to hone in on today is actually the trend that coincided with the Barbie movie coming out. Because despite all of the external and aesthetic pressures that are placed on women that the movie is calling out, one of the trends that has come out of it is Barbie Botox. So let's dive into exactly what Barbie Botox is and also what this means in the big picture. So we first have to start off answering what is Barbie Botox? This is a surgical procedure that has existed for years, but Google Trends data revealed that the searches for this skyrocketed in early July, which coincides with the massive promotion campaign for the Barbie movie. And by September 1st, the trend had accumulated 11.2 million views on TikTok, at the hashtag Barbie Botox, and this showcased spas and clinics documenting the injection process on their clients, as well as clients discussing their results or what the process was like for them and if they believed that it was worth it to do it. Now, if you're wondering what Barbie Botox consists of, it's actually also known as trapezius Botox, which involves injecting Botox, which is the botulinum toxin, into the trapezius muscle, which is the muscle that is responsible for movements like shrugging your shoulders, extending your neck, and supporting your head. So as you can see, these are very important muscles with very important functions. With that being said, you may be wondering why people choose to do this surgical procedure. Well, the answer to this is actually twofold. The surgery was initially 
designed to alleviate strain on excessively taxed trapezius muscles, which could potentially be a source of migraines and neck tension. However, the surgery is now being popularized and mostly used to aesthetically reduce shoulder dimensions, resulting in a lengthened neck. So what people are hoping for is that when they get these injections, they look more similar to what you would see in a Barbie doll. And if you're wondering what that would look like visually, the best way I could describe it is instead of the muscles coming off of your neck looking more like a triangle or being slanted like a triangle, they look more curved, more like a half pipe. Now that's not the best description. You could definitely look this up and get a better visual if mine aren't doing it for you. But I think the most important thing to take away is that the main reason as to why people are searching for this at this point in time is definitely the aesthetic look of it. Even if there are people still doing this for the original reason or that feel like they get benefits along with the aesthetic purposes, the increase in popularity is due to this. I do feel it's also really important to stress that while social media posts about cosmetic treatments can suggest that they are one-size-fits-all. In fact, experiences with this procedure vary. So even if someone goes to get this surgery to reduce pain or to reduce their migraines, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. The same thing is true for the aesthetic side of this procedure. Just because someone wants that look doesn't mean they're necessarily going to get it from this. I think you guys understand that whenever you go into doing a certain type of procedure, the results can vary, but I just want to make sure to reiterate that the same thing is definitely true for this particular procedure. So naturally, I'm sure you're probably wondering what the price of this is like and also what this procedure is like. So the average price for Barbie Botox is around $1,200 per treatment, and this is not covered by insurance, at least not typically. For reference, the average cost of a Botox procedure in the U.S. in 2023 is around $409, so it is definitely more expensive relative to other elective surgeries. But that being said, it is also way less invasive. If you're familiar with Botox, the procedure really consists of getting a syringe in whatever area you're wanting to inject into, so in this case, it's the muscles that we mentioned. And some of you guys may be even wondering why I'm calling it a surgery, but that's just because it is technically classified as a cosmetic surgery. That being said, because it's not super invasive, there aren't a lot of things that you have to avoid post-surgery. They do suggest that for around 72 hours, you avoid carrying heavy backpacks, doing strenuous exercise, or getting massages. But those are the main things. And when it comes to the outcomes of the procedure, they can differ from person to person. Typically, they say that the look, so the aesthetic changes of the treatment, can last for around six months because Botox in general, when the body recognizes it as a toxin, it ends up clearing it. So that's true for any type of Botox, but also this type of Botox that we're talking about. So once that Botox stops working, those nerve connections begin to repair. This allows the muscle to move more. This builds the neck muscle back up, and therefore the look of it will change. People that are getting it done for 
the migraine and pain often report feeling much less tension and stiffness in their neck, shoulders, and upper back. The amount of time that these symptoms can be improved is also going to differ. There potentially are longer effects or long-lasting effects than six months, but it just depends on the person. So typically, people will undergo this treatment twice a year if they would like to keep up with it, especially if it is for the reasons of tension. Now, maybe as you've been listening to this, you're thinking, Mallory, sign me up, or maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, what's the catch? Or you're just someone that is generally risk adverse like myself, and you're wanting to know, what are the risks of this procedure? Because as we know, pretty much every procedure out there has risks. So for this procedure, I mentioned that it is pretty minimally invasive, But even with this minimally invasive surgery, there are risks to it because the trapezius muscles where the Botox are being injected, it's essential for maintaining proper posture and supporting the neck and shoulders. So injecting this toxin into the muscles that is Botox can result in adverse effects such as altering posture and movement, discomfort, and potential mobility issues. And Botox injections can even induce temporary muscle paralysis, resulting in weakness and reduced movement of the muscles. Some people have even reported symptoms such as feeling weaker at the gym or just feeling a little more tired when doing daily tasks like lifting things. Another thing that can come up with any type of Botox, including this one, is that if the injections are misplaced or migrate from the original injection site, it can damage the nerves, and this causes numbness and tingling in specifically the neck and shoulders for this procedure, and it can also weaken the nerve correction or connection, I'm sorry, to the surrounding muscles. So this is especially important around the neck because it affects your ability to hold your head up properly. So there have been some doctors speaking out that are concerned about the fact that the primary demographic for this surgery is young women, mainly in their 20s and 30s, and how this could affect them long term if they do this over many years. And before we dive into discussing the connections between Barbie Botox in and of itself and the Barbie movie, I actually want to do a quick sidebar about Botox in general and fillers because as I talk about this, you may be wondering what the prevalence of these type of procedures even are. So looking into this more, since 2017, there has been a 54.4% increase in minimally invasive procedures like Botox and fillers, but this trend skyrocketed since the peak of the pandemic. 76% of plastic surgeons reported seeing increased demand for cosmetic procedures compared to pre-pandemic levels, and 23% of them reported that their business had doubled. Now, you may be wondering, why is this happening? And there have been some polls and some research done on this, but ultimately, there's a number of different reasons, including but not limited to that, in fact, at this time, people weren't traveling as much, people had lower confidence during the pandemic, and they felt self-conscious, People were working remotely, so it made recovery easier. There was more budgeting and saving during the pandemic. People noticed body changes more during and after the pandemic, and they wanted to improve upon this, or even people wanting to look younger after the pandemic stress. Now, we can't say exactly which reasons were most prevalent or if these were prevalent for each person, but 
When we looked at a survey that was done in 2021 by the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, we could see that 3.6 million people got Botox every year and that 94% of Botox patients are women and 82% of them are white. Regardless of how you feel about the elective cosmetic surgery, it's definitely safe to say from these numbers that it's not going anywhere, especially because of the fact that it was also predicted from this survey that the global facial injection market is expected to reach $36.8 billion by 2032 in the U.S. alone. I think these numbers are important to mention not because they're good or because they're bad, but because they contribute to the conversation that we then need to have about Barbie Botox and how this connects to the Barbie movie. So to start off, I want to speak about this Glamour UK article that started with the following topic line. Despite the girl power of Barbie, things were bound to get problematic after so much fanfare around an impossibly proportioned doll. While I'm in favor of reclaiming the color pink, like many, I wore it to the cinema and loved the movie. I can't endorse how Barbie is resurrecting society's obsession with unrealistic beauty standards. Now, if we go back to what I was mentioning in the beginning about Barbie in and of itself, we know that Barbie has been under fire since it came on the market in 1959 for creating a warped view of the ideal female body for young girls especially. Blonde hair, blue eyes, tiny waist, perky breasts are just a few of the very distinctly Eurocentric beauty standard features that were incorporated in many Barbies. And even as both Barbie itself has become more inclusive and as this movie came out with more inclusive actresses and actors, there were still those original elements of the Eurocentric idealistic, beautiful Barbie. For example, and before I say this, please don't hate me, Margot Robbie is 100% that typical Barbie Eurocentrically beautiful look. And I want to emphasize, I am not saying that's a bad thing. And I am not saying that it's as extreme as the original Barbie. I mean, as you guys heard, right, Barbie couldn't even walk. She would have to be crawling around on all fours. And obviously, Margot is not doing that. And I'm also not saying that Margot looks fake like a Barbie or that she looks any certain way, right? I'm just stating the fact that those Eurocentric ideals that are perpetuated or were perpetuated at the least by the original Barbies are upheld by someone like Margot Robbie because that's just how she looks. And when we look at someone like that starring in this movie and we talk about the original Barbie, we have to address the fact that even if we add in inclusion to the picture, both with the original doll and with this movie, there is still going to be the popularization of both the nostalgic old-school Barbies and of this beautiful woman or type of Barbie look that is being shown in the movies. So to break down what I mean by this more, if you kind of followed along with some of the 
conversations and discussions that were going on and even the market around the Barbie movie, you may have seen that tons of these old Barbie collection dolls were becoming so popular again and a lot of people were selling these dolls or showing them on social media. This does create an increase in the number of interactions and exposure we have to this past body type. Now, that's the same thing with this movie. There were all these amazing, really inclusive actresses and actors, and also there was Margot Robbie, who was the star. And we see movie stars all the time, and I get that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with someone being a movie star and being in a certain type of body. But there is also the fact that because she starred in this movie, people have more interactions and exposure to her in that specific type of body that not everybody will have. I don't want you guys to feel like, again, I'm trying to say that these are bad things. What we're trying to do is observe why a movie specifically targeted to increase feminism and expose people to the idea of the patriarchy and pushing against the patriarchy can simultaneously create a trend such as Barbie Botox. Because when we look at aesthetic procedures or cosmetic elective surgeries, we have to discuss the fact that there are certain ways that these procedures are affected by the patriarchy. I'm not saying that that's the only reason they exist at all, but a lot of these surgeries are designed to change people to give them what society deems as a more desirable aesthetic or a more desirable look. And they often are designed to change features that could be seen as unconventional. And these specific procedures, as mentioned above, can have risks that people are subjecting themselves to only to have this physical change. So, for example, there have even been plastic surgeons that have talked about women asking to get ribs removed so that they can have a snatched waist like Barbie. I don't bring this up to say that Barbie has caused a negative reaction in people or to say that plastic surgery or elective cosmetic procedures are bad, but the nature of the patriarchy is that it puts a lot of emphasis on the way that people in general, but especially women, look and how that look affects their value in society. This ties very closely to diet culture, which says that the size of your body is more important than your mental, emotional, or physical well-being. So, in order to have this conversation, we have to address that there can be a certain extent of people putting their looks in front of other areas because of the pressure that society puts on them to have the certain value related to looks. That being said, I also hear a lot of people that say that getting Botox or cosmetic surgery is anti-feminist or insecure or even that these people are a victim of the patriarchy. And I feel like these are extremely strong statements to make. Someone who was interviewed on CNN after receiving Barbie Botox stated that 
The desire to look a certain way has for centuries been seen as a silly waste of time, waste of money, and pointless, especially for women. But when a man wants to look a certain way, it's scientific. It's cool. I really think we need to stop belittling women for things that they're interested in, including looking a certain way if they want to. It's not silly. It's just real. She went on to discuss that it's inherently feminist for women to choose for themselves what they want to happen to their bodies, and personal empowerment through elective procedures contributes to the broad social progress just as much as rejecting beauty standards do. An activist and opinion columnist named Namratha Nelapudi also reiterated this point by saying, it is simply lazy to brand all women who pursue elective injections or surgeries as agents of the patriarchy because it lacks critical analysis of individual motivations and goals while navigating the backdrop of various unattainable beauty standards. White feminists often focus on the ways in which women are subjugated by the male gaze because doing so grossly takes the blame away from themselves for the ways they subjugate ethnic women to Eurocentric beauty standards. After all, who are white women, especially those that naturally conform to the white supremacist beauty standards, to call out women of color that are just trying to make it in the world? There is so much more that we could go through in this discussion. But I hope as I've brought up these multiple viewpoints, you can see that this is multifaceted. And whether you lean one direction or another in terms of your thoughts on these things, you potentially have different information that you haven't thought of before or have added new perspectives to your repertoire. Because the point of this episode is not to find a right or wrong. It is just to talk about the current events going on and the paradoxical relationships that can come about between two different things that are very prevalent in society, especially within women. And cosmetic surgery, whether it be Barbie Botox or something completely different, is a complicated and delicate subject. And for that matter, so is everything else that involves modifying or changing our bodies. That's even why this podcast can feel so controversial, because it has to do with those same topics. And ultimately, these all bring up race, gender, class, desirability politics, and so much more. And I am never here to tell anybody what they can or cannot do with their bodies. This all comes back to looking at yourself and deciding what feels good for you. So a couple of questions that I'll throw out there that you can ask yourself if you are questioning something like Barbie Botox or how you feel about getting a certain cosmetic procedure include, what is your motivation for getting it done? Is it for yourself? Is it for others? Is it for society? Are you not sure? Number two, what positives do you feel like will come about from making this change? And what negatives do you feel like could come about from making this change? This can help you to get a little bit objective about this and really look at what could come about from making this decision. Number three, if I were to spend my time and money on this, how would it make me feel? You could hone this in even further by giving some different options as to where you could spend the amount of money that you may spend on this procedure 
and the different benefits or negatives of those different options. What are the expectations that I have from this change and are they realistic? This one is a good one because I have actually had discussions with many of my clients and friends that have gone into an elective procedure having an expectation that they realized afterwards was a little bit too high. And I feel like this is important in a twofold way. Number one, it can help you to make sure that if you do decide to do an elective procedure, you're not going to set yourself up for disappointment because of a standard that's too high, such as once I get this done, every single insecurity is going to go away and my confidence is going to be transformed, for example. Number two, you can see if maybe going back to question number one, some of your motivations aren't quite where you thought they were be, um, you thought they would be, or they aren't exactly what you want them to be, and you want to observe those things a little bit more. And number five is more so for anybody that is taking the next step in this about and actually going to be getting this elective procedure done, which is have I ensured that I have a safe medical professional that actually knows what they are doing, especially if you are getting a more invasive surgery. That's not what we were talking about with Barbie Botox, but it kind of fell within this conversation. You just want to make sure that you are being really safe and you have someone that is there to help you minimize any risks that could be present. This is not a comprehensive list of questions, and this conversation could go on and on, but I hope that you found this interesting and intellectually stimulating. I personally love having these conversations and I wish we had a two-way microphone going on right now, like in a little interview so I could hear each and every one of your guys' thoughts. Since we don't have that, I would really love to hear anything that came up for you with this episode on in my DMs. I was going to say on Instagram, which I would love to hear if you want to share on your story what your thoughts were, but even if you just shoot me a DM and let me know your thoughts, or if you submit some ideas that you had at the website that is always linked in the show notes, you can both submit an episode idea at the show notes, or you can submit feedback on any episode that we have done, including this one. Furthermore, if you want any of my other links to my programs, to my Instagram, or to the sources we used in this particular podcast, they are also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, at the time that you may be listening, we are only one rating away from 300 ratings on Spotify, which is so cool. I'm so grateful for you guys. So if you're feeling so inclined, you could maybe be that 300th review, or you can be my, I don't know, like 55th on Apple Podcasts. It's much lower over there. But I'm grateful for every single piece of feedback or for every listen and for you guys being here. I really look forward to seeing you guys next week and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.